1 Corinthians 2, 9, 10. Ah, different service today. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10 says, but it is written, I has not seen, no ear heard, no have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But it doesn't stop there. But he has revealed, God has revealed, past tense. He has revealed, say, God has revealed them to me. Past tense. He's not hiding it from any one of us. He's revealed them to us through his spirit. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. We have inside out information. We know things right inside of us because we have the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So there's nothing actually that God has not made available for us to enjoy if we lean on the Holy Spirit. If there's any person that you need to lean on, talk to, listen to, go to the Word, asking Him for Him, uh, for him to help you, is the Holy Spirit. He's our comforter. He's our helper. He's our intercessor. He's our standby. He's our advocate. Glory be to God. He's all those things to us. In fact, Jesus says, I'm going and the Father is sending another. Another of my kind. He will do what I could have done for you if I were present with you. You've heard people say, Jesus, come down and touch me. Jesus, come down and touch me. And Jesus said this, I'm in you. I'm in you. I don't have to come down, I'm in you. Allow me to rise up within and bring the manifestation power through your life and reach out to others with my love. I can't even pretend to know all things, but I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I can't say, oh, I know what God, everything God is going to do, but I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit he dwells in me, he dwells in you. Say, the Holy Spirit dwells in me. Therefore, I know the will of God for my life. You're not in darkness, you're in the light. Hallelujah. You're in the light. That he may reveal to us the things that are freely given to us. This past Friday, we began our, uh, a new Jewish year. Uh, which you've heard Pastor Kala teach over the years, not calling it a Jewish, uh, Jewish year, but uh, 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 God's calendar. God's calendar. Began this Friday, with Rosh Hashanah, which you call also, the Bible refers to it as the Feast of the Trumpets, and you had Ali Sombua blow that shofar this morning. Hallelujah. Receive those sounds. If you have one at home, blow it. <laughs> Bengal is quite a bit blows that, that shofar. And this coming Sunday is a Yom Kippur, which is a, the Day of Atonement, followed by the Feast of Tabernacles, evening of Friday 2nd, and ends on the evening of Friday, 9th of October. Therefore, get ready on the 11th of October with your first fruit offering. The Feast of Tabernacles. And I can't claim to be a teacher in these lines. I can't even at all. But you know what? I take things by faith. I believe things by faith. I'm not the kind of a person who will sit down to be thinking, how can a black cow eat green grass? 
and give me white milk. What I'm going to do is take the milk. You understand? I don't have to understand every, everything else. I'll just take the milk. You know, there is it's a brown cow, a cow giving, uh, eating what, what, hay and bringing out. What I am requesting is white milk, not yellow. Because in Nairobi, you can get some yellowish milk and you end up having blue band in your tea. As long as it's white, I know this is the original thing that I need to drink. Therefore, I take things by faith. And I want us as individuals and as a church to humble ourselves in this season. In fact, remember from um, the first day of Rosh Hashanah and 10 days to that is the uh, 10 days of awe, of repentance, of reflection. Let's humble ourselves in this season. And there's a scripture I found, and I'm, I'm, I'm stating it out, and then I read that scripture, that no good thing will be withheld from us. Amen. Say, no good thing no. will be he- withheld from me. That is in Psalm 84, verse 11 to 12. Let me read it out from the New King James Version. It says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed, O blessed is the man who trusts in you. And in Psalm 84, verse 11, from the Passion Translation, I like it from the Passion, he says this, he's so generous, let me read it from, from the verse 11, for the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of a sunrise. Wrapping himself around me like a shield. Whoa, you're protected. He's so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. Those who walk along his paths with integrity, let's see, read it together, will never lack one thing they need, for he provides it all. I take that. Did you, did you, have you forgotten that? I take that. I receive this mine. I will never lack one thing that I need for God provides it all. He's your provider, church. Have words of faith in your mouth and, and, and trust him to do exactly what he says you'll do. Hallelujah. We'll go to the, some more things next, this coming Sunday, but today... I have a, a team. Some people said last, last Sunday, this is all they are expect, that I looked humble. <laughs> you think the, hum, the mountain will humble me? No. I already humbled myself before I went to that mountain. I don't humble myself before the mountain. I humble myself before the Lord. <laughs> but can I tell you the truth? I was tired. <laughs> Not the truth, the fact. Can I tell you a fact? I was tired. In fact, I looked at you all. Are they people here? <laughs> and then I stood up to speak, and my, my, my voice, oh my goodness, sounded. Can uh, uh, I go back to sleep? When I went back to the house, eat, sleep. Tina tried to have me watch something interesting. It didn't matter. I slept. 
I didn't go to bed just on the couch. But <laughs> we made it. Glory to God. <laughs> Last Sunday, a time like this, two Sundays ago, I was just at the highest place in Africa. Hallelujah. Oh, it feels good right there. We'll post some more photos for you to be able to check out, to, to look at them being above the clouds. Oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful. I think the joy of experiencing that supersedes everything else, the pain, the low oxygen levels. I shared a tent with a Deacon Duncan. Did I say a tent? Not a bed. Not, 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 not a room. You understand? You sleep in tents. You sleep on the floor with your sleeping bag. Cold place. I mean, I think we found it was about negative 10 degrees Celsius going up there. Cold, cold, cold. I'm telling you, and that tent was this tall. I have this way. I'm a tall man just in my heart. But, but just think about this getting in there all the time. You just have to, to bend. And you're bending and you're in a high altitude, 4,750 meters above sea level, and that means the oxygen levels are even low. I remember, oh my goodness, going in there and tying, just to remove shoes is a chore enough. You feel like you've been walking. You're breathing because wanting more oxygen into your body. But I told you I'll bring back the, the team in, war, in one piece, and they are here. Tim, would you please come up? <laughs> May I please have that microphone? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we came back on that Tuesday evening, I think it was on the 8th, is that so? Yes. Uh, Tuesday evening, came from uh, Moshi through Arusha and coming back to Nairobi. And I'm telling you, I was tired. On Wednesday, switched my phone off. I didn't want to talk to people. I just needed to rest. Slept, slept. Woke up a, a, a bit, had some soup, I think, and then went back to sleep. I'm not I went back to sleep. I slept on the couch. My mouth wide open. I, I didn't care any kind of a look. You, you've ever seen uh, a person like, uh, uh, what do you call this man? Uh, a guy who was beat uh, his, his ear by Tyson. He found a holy field. You know when they punch and they've won... Uh, the boxing, the following day they don't look like they are, they are they don't look like victors, but they won. You understand? I didn't look like one. In fact, on Wednesday morning when I woke up, my nose was swollen. It was peeling. My lips were swollen. My skin was peeling, and I, I didn't sound so good. But we're going to the mountain anyway. Amen. Hallelujah! And then on Friday. Tried to do a little bit more, and here I am today, thank God. I told Pastor Carl, if you were around, I could have stayed two weeks away and sleep some. 
But God gives me strength. Hallelujah. Let me hear for some two team members. Eunice Cavere, just share something. And then I'm going to share some principles. But move a little bit forward. and Just share with the whole church of what your experience and anything that the Lord spoke to you. I'm so happy that Pastor Davis gave us a, a week to recover <laughs> so that we don't come here all swollen and looking like the color of my shirt. <laughs> uh, Kiliman- climbing Kilimanjaro is going to remain one of the most unforgettable things that I have ever done in my life. And I am so grateful to VFC and to Pastor Davis and Pastor Kala for bathing the idea of climbing Kilimanjaro. Um, we went through a lot of preparations. We hiked Ngong Hills and we hiked Elephant Hill, but we did not know what was coming. If you ask me to go and climb Elephant Hill today in these shoes, I think I'll do it, <laughs> having climbed Kilimanjaro. Um, two weeks before we, we uh, set off to go and climb, I got so unwell. I was so sick. I was weak, even just moving from the bed to the bathroom. I would have to stop in between. And I thought God was surely sending me a sign that, please don't go to the mountain, there's corona there, you know? And my family and my friends also were telling me, why why are you going there? In fact, my mom asked me, is the money up there on the mountain, you know? So I I did not have that one-mindedness that surely I was going to climb. But then we had a pep talk with uh, Pastor Kala, and there was a lot of encouragement. Isaiah 40, you can read it at your own time. And my mom prayed for me, and you, all of you are praying. Some of you are fasting, and we thank you so much for that. And therefore, um, I was reminded about the scripture in um, Judges 7, the story of um, Gideon and the army. And the Lord, if I can just read it, the Lord said uh, to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, into the hands of Israel, or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. And therefore, all the psych I had preparing and feeling I'm in good shape and I'm ready, I quickly repented of that pride and I remembered that um, I'm not doing this out of my own strength. Yeah. I actually need God's strength. And he had to make me so sick to see that I'm not going to be able to do it on my own. And so we went and it was, it was lovely and we were laughing and we were all that. And on the fourth day when we were climbing, I think for me that was the day when I had reached my complete end. So we walked four hours and then we rested at a camp and then we were now walking the second uh, set of four hours to reach a camp called Barranco so that we could wake up at 10 p.m. to summit Barafu. Barafu, sorry, thank you. Uh, to summit. And I had reached my complete, and I could literally not lift my leg and, and, and step and walk. And throughout from the first day, Pastor Davis was cheering us, and he would say, Hallelujah! And he would get responses from the crowd. And towards the fourth day, he would say, Hallelujah! And he would answer himself. <laughs> Yvonne, Yvonne. Yvonne told me that, uh, Pastor, when we are done, she told me that, Pastor, every time you shouted hallelujah, I was responding, but I was just responding in my heart. 
so there's something he kept saying. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Believe me, when you've been climbing for that long, you just need something to pop into your head so you can hold on to it and make a step. So for me, that is what I started holding on to. I kept telling myself, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I kept saying it over and over and over. So at first it was like I'm reciting a poem. In fact, Yvonne was right over there and I was wondering, is Yvonne thinking I'm losing my mind? So I kept saying that, I kept saying that, and the words just, just got a life of their own and it became so real and I could see how the Lord was my strength. Yeah. And just like that, I was able to move one step, one step, and there was a steep hill like this, and we were all looking up and just giving up. And when we got to the end of that hill, and I was, wanted to start praising God and saying, you have been my strength, I saw that there was still yet another hill that we need to summit. And I just gave up, and I broke down, and I didn't know what to do. And then that's when the Lord spoke to me. And he said, do not look at this mountain and be discouraged. Him whom you serve created it. And I just, I just, even my hairs are standing <laughs> right now as I, as I recall that moment. And it was so overwhelming and amazing because I had gone through a season where God is quiet. I don't know whether that happens to, has happened to any of you, where you're, you're praying and you're waiting. You're like mark timing. You're waiting for God to tell you, go this way or go this way, but he's just quiet until you start telling people, oh, pray for me. Maybe God will speak to that person, and then that person will come and tell you what God has said. But he suddenly his ears were open, or so I thought. But then I realized I'm the one who had been distant from the Lord, and God is always there, and he's just waiting to connect with us. If ever there was a day in my life that I felt the love of God was at that moment, at that mountain, I, I felt something that I've never felt before. Um, we always leave, sorry if I'm taking too long, Pastor. We always feel like we have these activities we need to do. They are not within um, God's jurisdiction. And then we have these big things in our life, like our children, our marriages, our jobs. Our illnesses, those are the things we feel that we need to take to the Lord. But I realize that God is concerned about how tired I am. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. the most simplest of things I felt God is connecting with me at that level. And He He led me to a spiritual song which I was singing. I didn't feel the distance of that whole mountain, the whole stretch that was left until the camp. I didn't feel it. It was not my strength. I was simply moving one step and the next step. And he said he was going to raise me above all mountains in my life. Thank and at God. that moment, I started praying in the spirit and all the issues that I had. And I was like in the waiting room, waiting for God to answer them one by one, just by the confirmation that he is going to be my strength. And I should look at my mountain and tell it. I, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his Hallelujah. might. And I was ready, and I'm ready now to forge ahead with my life, knowing that I have a companion. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Kaveri. Would you give praise to the Lord our God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Actually, 
she told me that because we hadn't gone to this, we hadn't been to the summit yet, uh, the peak yet, but that's what those wars pushed you to the peak because that was not the end of it. That was to the base camp, which was about 4,750 meters above sea level, then to go to the peak, which is 5,985 above sea level, about 19,000 feet above sea level. So she was not yet done. That was in the afternoon, late afternoon, uh, in the afternoon hours, and then 11 o'clock we are going to begin our summit night, 11 at night. Had not slept, personal hadn't slept. I think for, I ended up not sleeping for about 48 hours, and of those 48 hours, 27 hours, we were walking on our feet, and we are still standing, and we are still smiling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Emmanuel, let me hear. Thank you, Kaveh. That is so good. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, as you heard from my colleague, Kavere, uh, the experience was unforgettable. I think that's the word I'll use because there are many things that you go through when you prepare for this mountain. And for me, I had many lessons. I had a lot of time to meditate. And I think for me, I broke them down into four lessons that I had during this journey. And the first one was during the preparation phase because getting to the top of that peak um, two Sundays ago was the goal. And I think we set that vision and we aligned it to what we are trying to achieve in having those kids smile through the vision of our home and HLA. Yeah. That drove conversations with me. I was training, waking up every day at 5 a.m. to get my body prepared. I met people and they would ask me, why are you doing this? And I had, for me, I had an opportunity to speak about the vision of our home and what we're trying to achieve. So it was really a special moment because when you also look at the period, because I started training in March and I was getting myself ready and you know, Corona happened and there was a lot of negative news. Actually, the first few weeks of March or the second half of March, we were at home and we were not allowed to move. So you can imagine the negativity that comes from that news. But this, for me, gave me hope that I have something to look forward to in future that is positive. And that's when I started realizing the power of God, knowing that this is still going to be a supernatural uh, journey for all of us. So that was a very special moment for me. Uh, when we got to Moshi, we uh, went to the hotel, um, and the first thing is that we, every day we had fellowship in the morning. And pastor, I think the first day, you ministered to us through the book of John um, 16, 12, about following the Holy Spirit. And listening to the Holy Spirit, who is the counselor, who is the guide, and the helper that we have each and every day. That was powerful. I think you mentioned it even today. But I think you connected that to the helpers we have and the guides, that we have to follow the instruction that is given to us by the guides. So the guides understand the mountain. They know the ins and outs. They have been there many, many times. But they don't have the 100% percent 
predictability that you will make it to the top. Just that they have the experience. But the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, actually does. So that really gives me a lot of power to rely on the Holy Spirit if you welcome them, if you welcome him into our lives. So you can imagine the, um, the guides every day, they have the instructions. If they say move, you move. Sit, you sit. Uh, take a break, you take a break. Sip, sip. <laughs> you always have to follow the instructions given by sip, the guide. Sip, uh, sip, sip is uh, water. Uh, you carry water because you're supposed to be drinking water at least two to three liters a day because you have to have your body full of water, hydrated. So anyway, so the, the chief guide will be walking ahead of you and when he says sip, sip, you make sure you sip your water. Keep drinking. And look at this. The amazing thing is this. I think it's only one time low-level attitude that they gave us uh, warm water. We asked for lukewarm water. But after that, no warm water. It's called water. It's called acclimatization. Your body had to, has to adjust. Your body is, uh, is uh, intelligent enough to take care of any kind of things that will come against it. So actually, even to the summit, that 10 negative 10 degrees Celsius, you still have to be drinking cold water. And mine froze, actually, because it was too cold, and some others also, it froze. Go ahead. So, um, you know, minister the book of John 16, I think it's really powerful. That's what we remain with here. You may not have been in the mountain, but you have a helper, you have a guide that is leading you every day. And that's, I hold it really dearly to me. Um, apart from that, obstacles. We knew there would be obstacles. We spent a lot of time on YouTube researching on the obstacles of the mountain. Um, and there are many, including the climate changes. You have, we went through five climate zones and you have to be acclimatize yourself for the five climate zones in six days. So you can imagine the rainforest, you get to the moorlands and uh, you go to another area which is a desert then you have to go high in the mountains and your body is trying to react. For me, the biggest challenge was lack of sleep because my sleeping bag was not good enough, so I couldn't keep my feet um, warm. And that's a really big obstacle. Um, we always reminded ourselves, uh, minister through the book of Isaiah 40, 28 to 31, that the Lord strengthens us at those difficult moments where we're facing those obstacles. So it reminded me at any given point that the Lord is the one, it's not my strength, it's not the training that I went through for the period, it's not a physical um, a challenge, but actually a challenge that has many obstacles that you can all, only overcome through God. And that was really powerful to me. And lastly, as I mentioned, this was not just a physical exercise. Yes, training is good, it's really encouraged, but it was a spiritual journey, I have to say. And I saw that again and again from the moment I told you many times, Pastor, I can't sleep. And you know, you close your eyes, you try to sleep the whole night. It's not possible. And you have to keep on moving the next day. And I knew this was going to be a challenge if really I do not put God into this. And one time I whispered to Pastor, I said, let's pray about this. And there was a time I really had good sleep that helped us meet the summit. So there are so many obstacles in life. Uh, but through the power of God, uh, we can overcome. 
it was a spiritual journey in many ways. Uh, I know I have many examples, but I'll mention one. I think you can mention it again. Moving from Shira camp to Baranko, which is one camp to another. Oh, we never really planned for that day. You know. Can, 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 I, can I say this regarding that? Uh, think about this. Five kilometers journey. We took, one we took what? Eight hours? Eight hours. Have you ever taken five, eight hours walking for five kilometers? Now you should know how seemingly impossible that place looked. But we made it. Hallelujah. Took, took long, but go ahead of, of Shira to Baranko. The biggest challenge was that, you know, there's a lot of an expectation from the mountain. And we expected to take less hours and we were truly physically battered from the experience. And to make matters worse, we get to the next camp and there was this wind I've never seen before <laughs> because it was blowing our tents down. We were actually really trying to put our like our dining room, which was a tent, which we call the mess, just holding it so that we can have a conversation. And Pastor mentioned that's the time we need to take hold of this, and we, we had Holy Communion. We never planned to do that at that night, but it changed a lot. Yeah. We prayed about it, and actually the wind ceased because it was really confusing, and that was a miracle to me that we had a rest that night, yeah. which yeah. helped us a lot into making the summit the next day. Amen. Many examples. Thank you so much, Pastor. Well, for what we are going to do, church, you are going to have it in our website, these testimonies, so that you can read them. And we'll have some photos over there for you to, to be able to read these testimonies and also learn from some of the things that you, you know, we learned through going through that experience. But here is the team. Would you give glory and honor to God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing that being with you for about, uh, what, seven days or so, I felt just so close to you. It's amazing. Got to know each other better and talking and believing God and praying and laughing. And sometimes so difficult, but you still have to laugh. If you see their photos, uh, the initial time they were smiling big, but as they went higher to the mountain, the smile was not as so big because they had to use every energy that they had to be able to go to the peak. Hallelujah. I would have wanted to hear from Jeff. Jeff went there 10 years ago. He summited, but this time he caught uh, mountain sickness. He wasn't able to. Are you able to tell us one thing you learned from that? Just one thing. One minute, one thing. Thank you, Pastor. Like I already said, 10 years ago was my first encounter with this mountain with a different team, different route fewer days and we got up there. Uh, this time it was different. Um, the mountain weather really affected me and I couldn't get a, the air I needed in my lungs so a decision had to be made with the guidance of the chief guide. And so on the last night I had to stay at the best camp as the rest of the team submitted. I just needed to get air. The difference it makes it is huge. What Pastor has said, trying to tie your shoelace when you don't have air, it's a huge task. And that gave me a, a lot of time to reflect on the going up. The good thing about the mountain is that the lesson is not just when you reach the top, yeah, but in exactly. the going up, being at the top, and in coming down. 
just to mention the one lesson that um, is very profound for me at a personal level is that as you go through the different seasons in life, just like we went through the different ecological zones like Emmanuel has mentioned, you encounter different challenges sometimes that become very extreme, yeah. but help is available. Help is available. The guides and the porters would reach there before us, carrying more luggage than we did, and even come back to help us and carry our luggage. And I think for me, uh, in life I have, or rather I was brought up no, uh, believing that asking for help is a sign of weakness. <laughs> so you ought to be able to know what to do in every circumstance. But got to this place where I almost appeared helpless and that is when help was all around yeah. from this team from the guides and I had the privilege of spending uh, using the same tent with uh, a gentleman who's been up almost a hundred times so just him uh, talking to me and helping me know what to do was such a big deal and therefore extrapolating it in life you know Asking for help from God may not be as automatic as probably we think. It's something that I personally have to learn to ask for help from God. And, that was and, a big and lesson And there's a for me. prayer that I think 2013 is when it came so strong in my hand, 2012, after Pastor Wade went to be with the Lord, is this, you can only say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And he sends, he sends help. Thank you. Tim, thank you. I wish I had more time and Probably what you'll have with the youth and all that you may have one afternoon to speak about our experience. And thank you, Tim. Thank you, thank you. Do you appreciate this, team? And uh, remember, this is part of our Mega Fest 360 vision. And of course, 10 of us went to Mount Kilimanjaro raising funds for our home, Chalke Center, and HLA. Several of you have participated already, and we shall be making an announcement of the total funds uh, in support of this expedition on the 4th of October, 2020. In fact, this past week on Tuesday, I received a text in the morning from a, a church member, Victory Faith Church member, and said, Pastor, you really challenged me and the team that all what you did, all what it took for you to go to the mountain, Mount Kilimanjaro, to raise funds for the, our home and HLA. Pastor, because of this, I'm stirred up myself. And I'm bringing a check of a half a million shillings towards that. That was on Thursday. That was on Tuesday. On Thursday, he brought a check of a half a million shillings. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. And I know we have so far some, some money that has come in and several others also raised. Can you imagine Mary Nduiga, the last minute she couldn't go because of something that uh, is affecting her, her health. And actually by, I think this past Friday, she had raised up about 350,000 shillings towards this. Now, I sit in meetings and having to believe God and make decisions concerning the finances in our home and, and HLA and the general in, the, in this ministry. It's amazing of 
every seed that you have sown. The people who have sown seeds, uh, you know, personally towards this, you know, and, and to the team members, how much you appreciate you people. And thank you for making this a reality. In, in Proverbs 28, verse 27, the Passion Translation, I thought I was going to bring out some more scriptures regarding this. But listen to this, what the Passion Translation says, that you will never go without if you give to the poor. You will never go without if you give to the poor. And you know the scripture says also, he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. And remember, you can't lend to the Lord and he fails, you, fails to give you back. You'll never go without if you give to the poor. But if you are heartless, stingy, and selfish, invite curses upon yourself. Say, not me. I am a giver. That's what you do. You give to the poor. And, and then, therefore, I um, really encourage you, anyone, your seed, so precious towards this. We still have some time. And then on the 4th of October, we'll tell you the total amount that came as a result of this. God has helped us. God strengthened us. In fact, I told the Lord, I remember going up at some point, I told the Lord, Lord, you know I can do this with my own strength. And I'm not going to go, I'm not going through life challenges without you. I refuse. And I said here before we left that I refuse for this to be a natural endeavor. This is a supernatural endeavor. And we saw signs of that. We led even at the peak someone to the Lord, one of the guys. We led them to the Lord at the peak. 5,900 plus, 5,800 plus, you know, at the peak. We had Holy Communion right there at the peak. We prayed for Africa. We prayed for Kenya. We prayed for Tanzania. We prayed for, for Uganda. And we prayed for the whole Africa right there at the peak. When we turned coming back, I had the Lord speak to me something that I hold is so dear. And I'll, I'll be sharing in the future. I'm, 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 I'm still believing God, you know, to see what he told me. But most likely in the future, I'll share it out. But the Lord spoke to me something so precious. Pastor Davis, did it take for you to go to the mountain for the Lord to speak to you? Not so. He speaks to me right here. He speaks to you right here. But listen, there are purposes that God also endeavors, I mean, releases up, uh, upon us when we choose to do something not for ourselves, but we do it as unto the Lord. So for your every seed, for everything that you have given, we do honor God for, for it, and we encourage you to sow your seed, uh, those who haven't and those who desire to sow some more, and then on the 4th of October, we'll be sharing with you concerning the total amount that came in. Finally, brethren, a scripture, final brethren and sisters. Uh, let me read a scripture from the book of Hebrews. I've given you term Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. Hallelujah. When is our service is going to go back to five hours? Huh? Very soon. You are going back to five hours. Are you ready for five hours? If we took three hours and we resume now to the full amount, amount of time, if we took two hours and I see you going out, we'll have to shut that door. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But listen to this uh, uh, quickly in, in Hebrews chapter 6. It says this, uh, verse 12. 
Oh, verse 11. I was to read more. But listen to verse 11. And we desire that each one of you, you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. It's through faith and patience that you inherit the promise. If there is anything that we needed, patience, faith and patience, is going up the mountain. You walk this way. But every step you're making is towards the promise. We'll share with you some more and you'll get uh, uh, more details from our website. But I hope, I hope you received something today. You received your healing. You received all what the Lord had, had in store for you this day. If you please rise up on your feet and I'm going to, to pray for everyone watching online, every single person. You have never made that decision to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. And, and issues that you are facing in your own life. Challenging issues. You've come to a place that you are giving up. You've had testimonies even concerning the mountain. Going up to Mount Kilimanjaro. You need not to give up. God still has a plan for you. You have messed your life. You don't know even anything that you are going to do. Thinking like, am I going even to receive any God's favor and God's mercy? Yes, you can. And I want you to lift up your hands and I want to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I ask you to forgive me all my sins. And I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for saving me. I receive salvation. And I'm born again. Amen. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. There are details for you and number in the, on the screen. You can be able to, to, to call and someone will speak to you and assist you, Father, even praying with you. Church, would you lift up your hands, please? And all of you watching from there, your homes want to speak the blessing of God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand in my place as a pastor called by you. And even standing in agreement with the prayers that Pastor Carl and, pray, and I pray for these members. And I'm asking you, Father, for the supernatural protection of your people. I thank you for your healing. I thank you for comfort. I thank you for supernatural provision. And I thank you, Father, for, for supernatural increase upon your people. I honor you, sir. I plead the blood of Jesus over your people. You are protected, you are covered. And over that situation that has bothered you over and over again, God has an answer for you and he's been speaking to you. Make those steps of faith, even the ones that seem like to be very little steps. But God says this, that will be your step of faith and I'll honor your step of faith and I will show you my power and, and see you through the situation that you are going through right now. Father, thank you for your people. I bless them in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in your going out. You're blessed in your coming in.